Kevin Harlan recently retired as WMBD and WYZZ TV's general manager. On this week's episode of Postmark Peoria, WCBU correspondent Steve Tarter chats with Harlan about his time working in the television news business in the Peoria Bloomington market. I was the general manager at WMBD and WYZZ from 2002 to 2006. And then I spent a lot of time at the CBS and Fox affiliate in Santa Barbara and then came back in 2015 and then just officially retired in January. So you're very familiar with Peoria and the Peoria scene and all that stuff. And how's retirement gone for you? Is it you? You miss uh, the the hubbub of the uh, daily TV uh, station? Oh, I do. You know, as, as I've told friends of mine, you know, I I went from 120 miles an hour to about 20 miles an hour. So <laughs> it does take a little getting used to. I am sleeping in till five in the morning these days. Oh my goodness, 4:30. You know, the running joke at the station was that I worked half days from 5.15 to 5.15. And uh, so, you know, that takes a getting a, a little getting used to, but, you know, it, it's been wonderful. And, and you know, my days in Peoria, especially the last six plus years have, you know, just been wonderful. And, and you know, we've got a great television station and Sean Newell, who was my news director at the station, just became the general manager. And so he'll create a, he'll continue to, to have a great television station in Peoria. That's great. You know, I'm thinking back, Evan, I think I first uh, met you at your first stint in Peoria when early on we we were doing things down at the Apollo Theater at that time. And you came down and introduced an animation cartoon or or an animated series. Tell us their background on that one, because that's fascinating. I don't know if everyone knows about that. Well, I, you know, throughout my television career, I've, I've done some different things. And in the late 1990s, early 2000s, I was the managing director of a company called World of And we were the owners of a series called Voltron, Defender of the Universe. And in 1999, we produced a 26 episode series on top of that called Voltron Third Dimension. Uh, which was the number one kids show in 1999 and 2000. And we utilized some really interesting cutting edge techniques for the time. We used, it was all computer generated animation. We used motion capture and we had some great voice artists. Tim Curry was the voice of the evil prince. Helen Hunt's mom was the voice of the princess. And it was just a great production. And so it, it was a lot of fun. It was, it was nerve wracking, but it was a lot of fun. And uh, then we distributed that in 60 countries worldwide. So, wow. um, you know, it was, a, it was a great project and a fun project. Voltron. Yeah, I remember that. That was that was I missed that. Well, I was too old, obviously, in 99. But I'm sure a lot of younger listeners are, are going, oh, Voltron. Huh? That's a connection. Yeah. But so now, I, was the, I was the managing director of the company and then I was the executive producer of Voltron Third Dimension. Now, you mentioned you like to do other things you have developed. You're not exactly sitting on your hands uh, in <laughs> retirement because I know uh, you've been, you've developed a very interesting now they call it, I don't know if side hustle is the right word for you because your thing is is big. But yeah. tell us a little about your, your present uh, endeavor. Well, by the way, I, I do hate the term side hustle. It sounds like you're doing something in the shadows that you're not supposed to be doing. But I, uh, prior to getting into television many, 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 many years ago, I was a a percussionist and uh, I was a classically trained percussionist from the players with the St. Louis Symphony. And I had a drum shop and I developed a line of instruments for a lot of the symphonies 
around the world. We also, I merged with a company and we did all of the drum work for a guy named Neil Peart, who was the drummer of Rush for many yeah. years, but we're talking the mid seventies. And so uh, when I got into television, I kind of didn't have time for a lot of that. And about five years ago, I started getting these notes from people, you know, this new electronic age with Facebook and things like that. I started getting these inquiries. Are, are you the Kevin Harlan that made the, the Harlan tambourine and things like that? And so I thought, well, hey, what the heck? I might as well dive back into it a little bit. So I did it about five years ago. And now that I'm retired, I'm, I'm doing it full time. But uh, we make percussion instruments. For symphonies around the world were being used by the, of course, the St. Louis Symphony, the London Symphony, the Royal Opera, Barcelona Symphony. Our stuff just went to New Zealand and Japan and China. I just sent some things to the Chicago Symphony, and I just got an order yesterday from the Quebec, Canada Symphony. So, you know, it, it kind of fills those days when you wake up kind of retired going, what am I going to do today? Well, I know what I'm going to do today. I'm going to, you know, make drumsticks and tambourines and things like that. Well, now when you have a, a workshop where you have all the materials for a tambourine set up. Yeah. So, yeah so what we do is I've got in, in our house, we've got a one level house with a basement and the basement is half finished with two workshops. And then the way that uh, I've, I've done our instruments is I've got a machinist in California that makes the, the jingles for the tambourine. There's a company in Vermont, which is really fascinating. They make the wooden tambourine shells. But the interesting thing about them is within a mile of their factory, they've got trees. So our, our shells are made out of cherry. So within a mile, they go cut down a couple of cherry trees and they age them, they slice them, they bend them and they do and they make them exactly to my specifications, as does my machinist in California. And then what we do here is we do the final assembly and then send them out. Wow. So it goes from both coasts to the Midwest and then on its way to all these orchestras, symphonies, so forth around the world. Exactly. And, and, and I'm a little anal when it comes to the design because it has to be exactly to my specs. So then all I really do have to worry about is the final assembly and the quality check and things like that. So, you know, it's, it's every day I, I'm fascinated by some of the orders we get because it's like, oh, gosh, we just got an order from, you know, New Zealand or Australia. Mm -hmm. And it's Neat. like, well, isn't that cool? Because the funny thing about that is they pay almost as much in freight uh, to ship the instrument to them as they do for the instrument. And and when I say these instruments, you know, it's not a $10 tambourine. You can go buy at your local novelty store. These are about $220. Wow. Now, when you listen to music, can you pick out a tambourine sound and go, oh, that's the that's that's got a little hollow echo there or something? I mean, oh. how, how much do, do you get into that? I can pick out my my instruments, um, and, and it's it's interesting because um, the, a couple of the main percussions that do most of the movie recording in London, and they do most of it at Abbey Road, the old Beatles studio. I got a note about a month ago from a guy, and he says, hey, I've been listening to this Louis Armstrong song called We Have All the Time in the World. Can you replicate that sound? And it's like, oh, my God. So I listened to it about 100 times, and, and I kind of you know went into some of my old storage of jingles and things and I put together an instrument
instrument for him and sent it to him. And we nailed it. And he used it the <laughs> next week on a recording session in Studio Two, which is the studio the Beatles used to wow. do all their recordings in. So that's always fun. That was WCBU correspondent Steve Tarter chatting with Kevin Harlan, the recently retired WMBD and WYZZ TV's general manager. Postmark Peoria is a co-production of WCBU and Mike Stable. If you want even more stories about Peoria history, subscribe to the Postmark Peoria podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, or NPR One.